0: We are back on the drive here on KSRO. This is Pete Fopiano sitting in for Steve Jackson. And we have our next guest in the studio. We have our renowned drive theater critic, Harry Duke. That's is me. with us again. I'm Harry, I'm going to let you take it over, introduce our guests and the production you're going to be talking about. Thank you, sir. Um, 2019's theater season is off and running. And opening on the 25th of this month out in Sonoma at, at Sonoma Arts Live is Arsenic and Old Lace, a classic American comedy. Joining us to talk about Arsenic and Old Lace are director Michael Ross. Hello. Actor Karen Penamaki, Hello. Welcome, guys. Thank you. So I was thinking on the way over here, as I occasionally do, that Arsenic and Old Lace may be the most performed American comedy not written by Neil Simon. Does that sound about right? <laughs> that sounds about right, yeah. yes. (laughs) So give us some background into the story. If you don't know the show, here's what it's about. Um,
1: There are these two lovely old ladies who lived together in Brooklyn, New York in 1939. They uh, are living in the house they grew up in. They have three nephews. They're both spinsters. They have three nephews. The three nephews are very different. The um, youngest nephew is a theater critic. The middle nephew thinks he's Theodore Roosevelt, and the oldest nephew has, let's say, taken a trip down to the dark side. <laughs> um, the three of them end up in the house all at the same time, not knowing that the two little old ladies have a little hobby that they like to practice and that there are actually 12 bodies buried in the base, in the cellar of their lovely home in Brooklyn.
2: Yes, it's a mercy that we do.
0: That's correct, yes. <laughs> and this is a comedy. <laughs> it is a comedy, okay, a mass murdering comedy. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yes. Good. Well, because they're little, they're little old ladies. You would never suspect them of doing this. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about the history of the show. This it's set in 1939. It was also written in 1939. Right. And it's been performed regularly since then. And like there was a, thousand a film times version a year. Yes. Yeah. Um, the film version, version yes. directed by Frank Capra, mm-hmm. and starred Cary Grant. Correct. And uh, some of the stars from the original Broadway exactly. run yep. Josephine Hall and yes. Gina Dare. Yep. And the character of Jonathan.
1: was not Boris Karloff, who played him on Broadway.
0: Boris Karloff, Karloff played the role on Broadway, but in the film it was played by Raymond Massey. Exactly. All right. Yes. Now. You're doing this out at Sonoma Arts Live. Yes. It's all set in a little old lady's home. It is. Is that what we, we expect to see set-wise?
1: Yes, you will see a little old lady's home. It is. Um, it's there, There's a door that goes to their kitchen, a door that goes to their cellar, a door that goes outside, a giant window where lots of things happen, and a set of stairs that will surprise you.
0: Oh. oh. So what makes it a little old lady's house?
1: Um... It just has all of the. It's got like the furniture is kind of not big enough for a real human to sit on. It's big (laughs) enough for like a little person to sit on. Um, And so for me, consequently, that's hysterical when I see these big nephew people trying to like fit into their, their aunt's home. And so that, yeah, that's what makes it a little old lady's home. That, and they're they're very frilly. They have lots of silver, and they have you know um, lacy tablecloths and all of that kind of stuff. So it's it's definitely a
0: ladies' home. Now, Miss Karen, you play one of the two sisters. Correct? I play
2: Martha Brewster.
0: And who plays opposite you?
2: Karen Brocker plays Abby Brewster.
0: And tell us about the two ladies from your point of view.
2: Well. As any good family is, we're somewhat of a dysfunctional family, but we very much love our nephews, and uh, we care very much for them. Um, These two little old ladies were raised um, in a household where their grandfather actually was what you might term as a mad scientist, but basically he was just trying to do good, and he was experimenting on cadavers uh, with different types of scientific um, medicine to come up with. So we grew up in a household like that, and, you know, it just sort of ran through our veins. And so what we try to do is is take that and help people.
0: Now, I love that part of the play, that that you look at what you're doing as helping these gentlemen. Now, what do these gentlemen all have in common?
2: They're lonely. Their uh, wives have passed. they have no family. They have no family, yes. And uh, they are our boarders. They come in looking for a place to live. Right, so they're not local. mm -hmm. They're from out of town. Cleared out our rooms, and we love to have them come in and uh, we love to treat them to some of our elderberry wine, which we make ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Special wine.
2: Special, special wine.
0: <laughs> and then one of your sons comes home, correct? Nephew. Or nephews. Yeah, one yes. of your nephews comes
2: yes, home. Yes, Jonathan shows up. Um,
1: and he's been gone for quite a few years. Yes. He's, he's been basically run out of town.
0: Let's talk about Jonathan for a second. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let, let's do. Played by the uh, ever-talented Michael Schaefer. Yes. So tell us about Jonathan.
1: Well, Jonathan—he just took a left turn somewhere. Black sheep of the family. Black sheep of the family, absolutely. And so Jonathan has been on the run for many, many years. Um, but basically, sort of, what his aunt, what his aunts do is, is is charitable work. What he does, he does because he's mean and a killer. So there's they're they're doing the same thing, but for completely different reasons. And Jonathan, along the way, has met this um, this this traveling person partner that he has picked up and this traveling partner happens to be a doctor and happens to be a plastic surgeon so jonathan has gotten to change his looks throughout the process and so that's how we see him showing up back at the house and the aunts don't recognize him because he's had so many plastic surgeries and does not look like the jonathan they know
0: and I would assume that means there's significant makeup involved in this production, at there's, least for Jonathan.
1: Uh, there is some special effects makeup for Jonathan, yes. Done by the very talented Eric Weiss.
0: Now let's talk about the other nephew who shows up.
1: Teddy. Uh, Teddy. Yes, you remember him. You're the <laughs> I, director, right? I do. Yes. Um, Teddy actually lives with the odds. So he, he he's there 24-7. And he's just this lovely, lovely man who just is not quite all there and thinks he's teddy roosevelt and so when the aunts commit you know one of their charitable acts he then takes them down to panama and digs a canal and you know in they go because he thinks they're level yellow fever victims yellow fever victims. yes Mm -hmm. and they have to be dealt with immediately because they are yellow fever
0: victims indeed so as we talked this play's been around since 1941 it has. written yes. in 39 first performed yes. in 41 so we're talking 70 some years yes. what do you think is the key to its longevity
1: it is so well put together The characters are several of the characters you you see for you know a a minute or two or three and they're gone but they're very essential to moving the story along. Um, I think that he was just a a very good structural playwright. Yeah, it's very funny. It's very funny. Yeah. There's that helps too. It does. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But it also helps that um, a little bit more background is that he wrote it as a serious horror play is how he wanted it performed and then. Um, these these two um, New York uh, playwrights got a hold of the work. Lindsay and Krauss got a hold of the work, and um, they were the ones that made it into the comedy that we now see. Yeah, and they, gave it and gave it back to him, and did not take any credit for any of that work. They let yeah. it be. Joseph Kesselring was the playwright.
2: Well, they do call it a a dark comedy and, do. and and I was watching last night from offstage, stage and yeah there are some dark moments there in are. it so <laughs> there are some very dark it makes moments makes it fun yes. it, it, fun balance
0: it, it made me to think that maybe it's the first black comedy mm-hmm. uh, or successful black comedy performed on Broadway the, in that it has that, some really dark elements yes, to it yes yeah so you open on January 25th we do you run through February tenth. That is true. You've got performances Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays at seven thirty in the evening and you have Sunday matinees at two PM. Correct. And if this show sounds like something you would like to attend, we have a pair of tickets to give away to the first caller at 707-636-1350. Please give our producer your name, your email address, and your phone number, and somebody from the Sonoma Arts Live organization will be in touch with you to arrange those tickets. How close are you, how do you feel about the show as of this moment?
1: Uh, I, feel, I feel very secure about the show as of this moment. I actually watched the um, designer run last night, and there were moments, after sitting with something for a, as, uh, throughout the rehearsal process, there were actually moments last night where I laughed out loud because it were, it, the actors have started adding things that make them... That bring on the characters or bring out the characters, I should say. Bring on and bring out. So it's past
0: the point of I know the lines. Now I can build the show.
1: It's past the now. They now they get to play. Now they get. Now they get to have fun.
0: Are you having fun,
2: Karen? I'm having a blast. I saw this production, the play production, about uh, in 1981 when I was doing some summer stock at San Francisco State, and they performed it. And ever since then, I've wanted to play a Brewster, and now
1: it, it is kind of a bucket list. It's a bucket
2: list this, role and for, I'm so excited. Of a it's age, one yes. of the best roles, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, all
0: right, those of you who are listening, Arsenic and Old Lace, which is going to be starting on January 25th, SonomaArtsLive.org for information. So we're going to take a quick break, but thanks again to Harry and his guests, Michael and Karen, and we're going to be back in just a few moments here on the drive.